Hey everybody, welcome to Metal Misconduct. Every month we talk with some athletes and some musicians about metal and sports and everything else. I'm hanging out with my buddy Sean Rourke from NHL.com. And we're also going to talk to MMA legend Josh Barnett, who, of course, as we all know, is a massive metalhead. So I guess my first question is, how did you kind of get into the whole metal scene? Uh, you know what? I guess it, my uh, my feeder into that, my gateway, was my dad playing old classic rock stuff, uh, Zeppelin and Sabbath and uh, Savoy Brown and uh, you, just, you name it, uh, Clapton and Cream and and through that, uh, as I was growing up and as a child of the 80s, um, hey, that was when the, the, the new wave of British heavy metal came through with Priest and Maiden. I was a huge Maiden fan. And then that's when, uh, the dawn of, of thrash metal came about with, uh, Metallica and Sepultura and, and Slayer. And, and so I, I just sort of lived all of that. And uh, I had a, uh, a friend of mine's older brother. I remember seeing a Maiden shirt on him back when I was even a, just a little kid. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Definitely wanted to check out whatever that was. Now you said you were a Maiden fan. The correct thing is oh, you are a Maiden. No, no, fan. I don't mean. <laughs> I am a huge Iron Maiden fan. I listened to the Prisoner today of all things. I'm not even. I don't just play the singles and, and the cuts that everybody knows. I mean, I like Maiden through and through. And I hope you like the new record too, which I think is great. I have not listened to it yet. Oh, dude! Uh, but you're behind. I, I'm it's... behind a bit on my my metal listening in some areas <laughs> because uh, I know I, I get a great selection from Metal Blade that I go through quite often, trying to <laughs> listen, listen to new stuff and pick things up. Uh, but there's there's tons of great metal out there, and uh, right now I think I'm kind of in a little bit of a sort of a death metal phase. Well, not phase. I've been listening to death metal since I was a kid, but uh, uh, that's just kind of what I've been on right now. So what like what current stuff do you have? Listening to uh, well, you know what? Uh, recently, uh, that the new Misery Index CD has been great uh, for working out. Uh, I've been listening to that uh, the last Behemoth album, uh, the new uh, As Early Dying, Always Black Dahlia Murder, and uh, Death Death Metal Wise, Decrepit Birth, and um, anything else popping into my head. Uh, Nothing comes to nothing comes. Oh, uh, abysmal dawn. No, oh, nice. So, are any of the other uh, guy uh, guys that you hang out with in terms of the MMA fighters? Are any of them into this stuff? Or are you kind of the lone wolf? Yeah, uh, I gotta say it's it's kind of a small island. Uh, like serious serious metalheads. I mean, you can get the casuals. I mean, you you even get someone that'll uh say, oh yeah, I like Sepultura. I like that uh, Chaos AD stuff. Oh, that's pretty good. Or or, uh, you know, they'll at least be into Metallica. But, uh, you know, you, you throw on some, oh, I don't know, frick, uh, Immolation or, uh, <laughs> or some old Chuck Schildner stuff, and they're just going, what the heck? Or job for a cowboy or Whitechapel. And I was like, uh, I'm checking out, buddy. I, I can't really hang. You, you mentioned that it's your, you know, it's great workout music. Uh, a lot of time you talk to metalheads that are in team sports, they they don't really get to use their music in, in their athletic endeavors because their teammates kind of push them down. Do you use a lot of this when you work out? I would imagine a lot of it's solo stuff that you're doing yourself. Uh, tons when I'm lifting weights, but also, uh, hey, man, when I hit the gym and practice is going on, I put on metal. You know, uh, if, if they don't want to hear 
unleashed or revocation or all this different stuff. It's too, too damn bad because I'm the one who's going to call the shots. And, and the, one of the funny thing is, if uh, you know when I start putting that stuff on, like some bull throw or goat whore or whatever, people know people someone's going to get fucked up <laughs> in practice. So they they either like, oh no, it's it's going down like that right now. It's like a Pavlov dog thing, huh? They hear it and they know somebody's in for a world of pain. Yeah, they they know that I'm I'm going to start cranking it up and, and busting skulls. And the funny thing is that uh, one of the things that it's kind of cool, I can go up to to a band and be you know, like, uh, you know, I can go up to to Ben and, and Sammy and be like, you know, how many people have gotten their asses kicked to uh, their latest album? It's a pretty high number right now. <laughs> do Do you come out to anything in particular when when you're when you're coming out yes. for fights? Uh, I do. Uh, I have a have a really close relationship with Bolt Thrower over in England. Uh, coincidentally, a Metal Blade band, although you know, just happened to be actually through Bolt Thrower that we even met. Uh, uh, me and Metal Blade, Slagle and, and Vince, and, and all those cool cats. But uh, I used um, No Guts, No Glory from my entrance music for a bit, and then uh, I've just switched it over to the Fourth Crusade, uh, kind of keeping it fresh and. Uh, it's got a good theme for me anyways right now, going on a the fourth crusade for me or whatever, uh my uh, of all my years put into this business. So uh always looking to take things from a new stance and not from what I've already done before. So talk a little bit about your new the kind of the new endeavors you got going on because you got some pretty cool stuff happening in your MMA life as well. Yeah, I do. I uh, I just signed a contract with Strike Force, and so I'll be fighting for them on like CBS and Showtime uh, here in the near future. I expect uh, early winter, probably. Uh, I'm actually going over to Japan tomorrow to go do a pro wrestling match for uh, the IGF, the Inoki Genome Federation. I've been working in the business of professional wrestling for the last eight years, as well as being a pro fighter. Uh, that's going to be a great show. Uh, I'll actually be using War. By Bolt Thrower as my entrance music for that. Uh, whereas my uh, my student, uh, other fellow pro wrestler, he uses uh, uh, the Ultimate Destroyer by uh, Lair of the Minotaur. So we're really keeping the metal <laughs> nice. out there. They they know letting it down. And and that's a great place to do it because Japan's such a metal crazy country. I mean, they probably know all these bands and and really get into that. Well, you know, I I really uh, found a lot of great power metal by by being in Japan over the years. Yeah, they love that stuff. You have to go to, uh, in the Shinjuku area of Tokyo, you have to go to a place called Airs. They have uh, all sorts of great live DVDs of any and every metal band you'd ever want to see. Airs, huh? It's, yeah, A-I-R-S, and it's in Shinjuku. And if you walk in there and you tell them who you are, they will open the doors and let you have whatever you want. Well, I hope so at any rate, but, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I don't really know. I had never heard of airs, although I haven't done a lot of music stuff over in, uh, in Japan. I haven't even been to Loud Park once. Uh, that's always a, a, a situation of getting there and leaving before it starts or getting there after it's finished. Of course. Well, I've seen you, obviously, at a bunch of shows here in the U.S. Have you ever gone over to Europe and seen any of the festivals or any of that stuff? I have not yet. I have not done that, but I know that. Hey, that's probably one of the only re- ways I'm going to get to see Bull Thrower again, other than, you know, when I happened to catch him at that Maryland Death Fest a couple of years ago. I know, we keep and, trying to get uh, him over here. Go ahead. We keep trying to get him over here. Maybe maybe we need to use your expertise in uh, um, t- applying them to get over to the U.S. 
Well, you know, I wouldn't be against trying to uh, leverage him a little bit, even just <laughs> for my own personal satisfaction, to for me to see them again live and, and to, to have a whole bunch of people that probably never got a chance to see them live. I mean, they're one of the, by far one of the best live metal acts, live acts, period, I've ever seen. And they, they really tore that place apart at uh, Death Fest as by far the best performance of the entire festival. I agree. Well, here's what we can do. We'll we'll get them over, and you can be the opening act. You can just every night do a do a cage match, an MMA match, and that way you'll bring both of them together, the MMA fans and the bolt thrower fans. Oh well, you know I'm doing my best. Uh, they uh, the music will be in the new Electronic Arts MMA game. Their logo will even be on my trunk, which I've done before as well. Walking to the ring, so I, I'm metal through and through. One thing that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier is your your segue from kind of the classic rock and the the you know Metallicas and Maidens and Slayers into the super heavy stuff. Was there like a specific person or magazine or somehow it kind of took you from the the, the kind of the more mainstreamy stuff, shall we say, into you know the Cannibals and the Black Dahlias that sort of thing? You know that, that's a really interesting question because I've even tried to figure out when I, I started branching into the more. Uh, more more heavy stuff. I mean, Slayer is Slayer, and that's just. I remember uh, a friend had Hellawaits on tape. I remember listening to Necrophobic and some other stuff. Oh, wow, this is pretty kick-ass stuff. And I remember when Seasons of the Abyss came out. That was that and Rust and Peace were one. Each one was on the side of a tape, and I listened to that before pretty much all my wrestling matches and, and football games. So. Uh, pretty indoctrinated on that, but uh, I do remember one of my, my first jumps to the heavy, heavy stuff was seeing uh, uh, Ed Embryonic Cells video on MTV a long time ago, like Headbangers Ball or something like that, just being blown away, how grimy and how heavy it was. And uh, being a Metallica fan, while they both possess progressive aspects and some similar, uh, high, you know, some similar aspects in the way that they construct their songs, uh, Sepultura is, is heavier and darker to a certain extent. I mean, and even when they started off, they were, I think the first album was all very, very Satan, 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 and, and real dark. Whereas Metallica has not really ever crossed that line, uh, per se. But, so, uh, a bolt thrower, it was based on, I'm a huge, uh, Warhammer 40,000 role playing game fan, and so, I saw these covers, these wild covers on these albums, and I go, what the heck is that? Well, I got to get that. So I, I was drawn in by cover art and ended up loving it. Awesome. So I'm glad that cover art still works. <laughs> Sometimes you worry with the <laughs> small CD, so that's good. We, we need to make sure it's still good. So you got, you've obviously met and hung out with a bunch of these music guys. When you first meet them, are they ever like super intimidated because of who you are, or is it pretty much, hey, they're just regular guys, we don't care? Well, you get uh, you get kind of a, a, a mixture of that, and, and also sometimes the only time you really get a chance to meet them is is not within an environment where they can just really relax. They probably got a show, so uh, you know they've got to concentrate and focus themselves. And uh, yeah, I can say that I, I've had a really positive experience in meeting uh, most of the, the metal bands that I that I enjoy, and just in general, uh, and some of them turn out to be really, really huge MMA fans at that. Yeah, there's definitely a big correlation, I think, of, of those fans uh, along with uh, with being a metal fan. And both very aggressive forms of entertainment, so they kind of go hand in hand. Oh, uh, man, we both, uh, 
I mean, although MMA is really starting to explode right now and and garner quite a bit of popularity uh, globally and especially in the states right now, for a long time it was a very niche thing. And metal is especially the type that we enjoy so much is it's not it, it's really difficult to really make that big broad market. So there's kind of that brotherhood that develops from you and and really not everybody in the whole world. Just you know this this, this tight group of of people that you feel get you and get your the music that you love. What what do you think made MMA kind of make that jump into more mainstream? And and do you think there's a lesson there for for the musicians that we're talking about? Well, um, I think that having the easy visibility of that reality show, and of course, getting with the reality show, it allowed people to get a little more personally involved with the athletes themselves, and therefore, someone to root for and. and Develop some sort of uh, sense of interest and, and feelings about their career and, and their path, um, and some of it was just it was it was on the rise, and it just was the thing to sort of burst that bubble and take it to the next level. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's gnarly and as extreme as, as fighting really is. Um, you know, some of the some of the some of the metal it's it's going to be difficult to make it to ever really, really be mainstream. I think that, uh, you know, people as it is, you know, they like to go for one, something that's a super simple. And some, some things that's, that's really great about metal is a lot of it isn't necessarily super simple. And I really appreciate that more along the lines of how you might come to appreciate a, a, a symphonic piece or something like that, uh, the complexity of it. It, it, it stimulates the mind and it, and it makes you think, um, also, some of them, you know, some metal is just so raw, aggressive, and angry, and brutal, and, and people want to view that just as purely as negativity, and it's, I've had many conversations trying to explain to people that it's, while I see the negative connotations uh, and such, uh, you know, but at the same time, like, that's, that's not what I get out of it. I don't get negativity out of it, necessarily, and, and even any negative vibes I get from it, 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 it it's turned into a to a different source. You know, it doesn't bring me down. It lifts me up. It, it pushes me. Do you play any instruments? I do not, but uh, I don't know. I think I should probably attempt to, to learn guitar. I screwed around with it a long time ago because my dad was a guitar player, um, and he used to play classic rock all the time down in the basement. He has a sweet 63 Fender Jaguar, and pretty much near perfect condition, and he used to just play the hell out of that thing, play all the different all different stuff. He likes to play a lot of blues, a lot of leads, and I remember just sitting in the basement listening to him all the time. I have a real uh, appreciation for it. I know also how difficult it is to to play some of this stuff. It's hard. I can't play anything, so I'm with you. See, and I pictured you more as a a drummer, you know, just beating the snot out of the skins there. I freaking love drumming. I think uh, drums are very underrated, but, but... amazing piece of the whole equation uh especially when you see like a shannon lucas or, or john uh from uh uh Boy cowboy uh there's some videos on metal blade of them in the studio and you can just get to, to focus on them and their drumming or uh or i'm sitting there watching zach simmons uh play at ozfest uh sitting right behind the monitors and then watching them go at it but it's such a thing of of, of beauty and precision all that kind of coordination but you get behind the kid, you start trying to whack around. It's tough. 
makes you feel like a moron or like <laughs> a retarded octopus. I don't know. I don't know. I can do like the arms, but not the legs together at the same time. That's too too hard to do. But it, hey, that's what drives the music, you know. Drums. I, I think people think it's underrated because you're behind everything. You're not kind of out in front. But any good band, every good band, has to have a good drummer. Otherwise, you're not going to be a good band. I agree with that entirely. And an excellent drummer can push you even to just greater heights. And some of that, I guess, is because the guitar is being turned up so much. Uh, on, on some recordings that the, the drumming sort of gets left to the wayside, uh, or at least not, you know, it, it, it falls to the, to the background. And while you may not realize how important that drumming actually is to your enjoyment and that creation of that song, um, but it, it, it's just kind of the nature of the beast sometimes. Other times you get to, it, it gets to stand out a, a lot more, like, uh, like with Black Dahlia with Shannon behind the kit. I think that uh, without him, uh, Nocturnal and Deploray would not be the albums they are. I mean, it's that big of a difference, I think. You are correct, sir. So if uh, fans want to reach out and check out what you're doing, where should they go? Uh, well, joshbarnett.tv is my website. I also have a Twitter, Josh L. Barnett. And uh, I have a MySpace page that I haven't done all that much with in, in, in a while, but... Uh, it's just that uh, too busy going off to concerts and headbanging all the time, or getting pulled in the pulled in the pit by Luana uh, at an Exodus show. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for doing this, man. We really appreciate it, and uh, good luck with everything. And keep uh, hold up that metal sign. Yeah, thanks a lot, Josh. It, yeah, absolutely. A big shout out to George Parlos of the the Ducks. He's a he's a cool cat. I've hung out with him before, and uh, their doctor, uh, Doctor Melhouse, he works on me too. Cool. Well, Sean, Sean, get get in touch with Peros. Come on, yeah, gotta we'll, get him on here. Yeah, we'll have him on later in the year. <laughs> if I can, if I can uh, get old, uh, get old George, I'll, I'll let him know that there's a show just waiting for him. Is, to come on. is he a metalhead? Uh, you know, we didn't actually have that kind of a discussion, but uh, I know he's a cool cat. And I know he, he likes to have a good time, and uh, him and his wife are cool, cool people. And uh, we're glad to uh, get to spend some time with him. He's got a metal mustache, so That's he's right. got to be a metalhead. <laughs> And he's an enforcer. That's pretty metal in and of itself, too. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again, man. We really appreciate it. Anytime. Take care. I right, do. Take care, man. What a cool guy, man. He's, uh, I've met him before, and uh, again, you know, you meet these guys, and they say, yeah, they're big metalheads, and you kind of go, yeah, really? But he's, he's actually, he knows his stuff. He does, and the, and the one image I have out of that interview is I just can't even imagine him in a mosh pit. You, you would want to get <laughs> out of there pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, that would be a scary sight across the pit from you. Well, uh, one of our guys at Metal Blade, uh, Vince, he ended up one night at an Asley Dying show. Now, Vince is not a very tall man or a big guy at all, uh, but he kind of challenged Josh jo- jokingly, and we were all watching going, there's no way that that's going to happen. And Josh kind of, at I don't know, he said about 25 or 30% kicked Vince in the side. He had a gigantic bruise for about three weeks. So that guy, he means business, man. I can only imagine. You you, you see those MMA guys on, on TV and you go, yeah, you know, I mean, it's pretty violent, whatever. But you see somebody actually hit somebody and the result from a, hitting a regular human being, it's pretty scary. That's a good trophy wound right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Luckily, he didn't break anything. We thought he was going to break something, but it's pretty funny. He's, you know, he played a lot of really good stuff. I, I found it really fascinating that he, you know, the, that he picked like Bolt Thrower to kind of be front, come friends with, and then come out for with that song. That's pretty cool, actually. It is, and and you know, that's a game that I like to play all the time when you when you have a little bit of downtime and you love sports. You know, you talk about the music if you were a fighter, if you were a boxer, or MMA guy, or baseball coming out for your at bat. You know, what would you come out to? What snippet of music 
is your calling card that you want to give to complete strangers and say this is this is part of what I'm about and and to me that's kind of an interesting insight into people so for you you know all of a sudden you're not the godfather of metal anymore you're the the destroyer of the MMA circuit I think I'd rather be a base. I played baseball for years, so I'm going to be a baseball player because I I I, don't, I can't envision myself doing MMA. But if I was a baseball player, that'd be I do love that too. They come out to there's a lot of baseball guys that come out to metal too. Let me think. You know, I'm going to go old school though. I think because you know I'm an older guy, but I'm going to go old school and do some rainbow. Maybe kill the king. That would be pretty cool. I think. What about you? I think I would go uh, a band called Clutch and and Immortal. Uh, it's just such a a bravado song i mean when you come out you want to send the message you want to say i'm the guy and i think that song does it you're immortal you can't be beat so uh <laughs> and, and, and it's and it's a great song by by one of my favorite bands they're not the heaviest band there is out there but they just they play some down and dirty rock and roll music you know clutch though is an interesting band because they kind of do cross a lot of different boundaries like for example they were on sounds of the underground a few years ago which is a super heavy you know touring metal show and i was wondering like, wow i wonder how they're going to go over with all these super heavy bands there and they were went over amazing crowd was packed all the bands loved them all the real super heavy kids thought they were amazing so one of those bands that kind of can cross a lot of different boundaries it's, it's interesting how you know certain things you go that's not going to work for that type of crowd but it, sh it sure works so i think clutch goes all the way in terms of breaking down barriers and stuff, kind of like almost what Faith No More did back in the day too. Yeah, you know, and it's amazing when you see them live. I, that's, you know, you talked about it. That's the proof in the pudding. You can listen to them on a, on a record or CD or on the radio or whatever. When you see them live and you see the way any band plays, if they, if they have passion and they're very good at what they do, it crosses boundaries. And I think if you then say that band's no good, you're just not being fair to yourself. So if you're gonna if we're gonna do this, what sport are you be are you entering to or from? Well, see, I guess are you it, beginning the shootout? Like, yeah, you, no, like I guess you'd have Stavard to be, said before. I guess it'd have to be pregame music. You oh, know, okay. I'd be the stay-at-home defenseman and kind of a Scott Stevens type. Maybe have to uh, scrap it up a little bit, do a little of the intimidation, and I, I think that would be a good start right there. You know, skating around, no helmet on, getting the crowd all pumped up. It's a nice way to make a living. That would be yeah. That would be the warm. That that makes sense. It, it's interesting too because you know another thing we we, you know, we talk about hockey and and metal and stuff. And, I mean, man, if you get to hockey games early enough, listen to warm up stuff. There's some pretty heavy stuff that goes on. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, Pittsburgh's been a great building, and they got a new building, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with their music. The island used to be great. The Nassau Coliseum on 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 Long Island used to be fantastic back in the day, playing a lot of not only a lot of metal but a lot of like that '80s like new wave kind of stuff it was a really weird thing that they would have and if you were a music lover you would just always go just to hear what the guy was going to come up with i think any you know it, there's certain like any sport whether it's football baseball basketball hockey whatever metallica seems to be everywhere every arena is going to play some metallica thing you know usually it's inner sandman obviously but there's a lot of stuff that happens i'm trying to think like metal wise there's you know there's certain songs i'm seeing i'm hearing more and more stuff like megadeth and slayer even a lot of these places which is kind of interesting that as time goes on but then you talk to the guys who are like programming the music for this stuff and they're all you know old school fans of this 
Well, that's the thing. I think they try and slip it in every once in a while. You can't do a whole, you know, 18-minute warm-up period in hockey and, and do a best of heavy metal. But if you slip three or four songs in, I, I think you get away uh, get away with it. And it's amazing the number of people that are introduced to music through things like that, whether it's highlight videos, you know, they hear a soundtrack behind it, and they're like, that sounds really good. Let me go find out who that was. Or whether it's in, in the arena, you know, and they hear something and they start asking the people around them if they know what it is. And now with the technology today, you can can just hold up your phone and then your phone will tell you what it is so you know it's a, it, again it's it's a great medium to get the message out so while you're over there at nhl working diligently on nhl.com like what are you listening to these days i'm listening to a lot of the acacia strain i really love the beginning of that album um tony danza i'm listening to a lot of nice um you know and then you go all the way back of course i'm listening to a ton of clutch like i always do and uh you know you go back to d i, I listen to some do a lot of fear factory old fear factory i really like Rammstein. you know i, I go all over the place and, and guys in my office kill me because one day it'll be that stuff the next day i'll be listening to johnny cash you know so while i love metal and that's what i listen to and that tends to be the soundtrack of of everything that i do and if you've ever seen me or heard me type anybody that's ever been around a press box knows that i listen to metal because i type with two fingers <laughs> to a metal beat with much to the consternation of everybody that sits around me um on my own little soundtrack but uh you know i do listen to a lot of different things but those are some of the bands that i'm listening to now now you said tony danza so just people know it's the it's a band called the tony danza tap dance extravaganza just so you don't think that you're listening to tony danza so he probably has a solo record out there somewhere the well, actual uh, actor right or maybe yeah. you were listening to yeah, that no, they're, just, they're tony I'm danza confused. tony danza books on tape uh oh, okay, dishing on Alyssa milano and uh you know that that whole scene. No, it, it's it's the tap dance. My, apo- my apologies. I said, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, hey, thanks for hanging out, everybody, this month. Uh, thanks to our guest Josh Barnett, a great guy, and check him out. He's got all sorts of good stuff going on in his life and his world, and obviously he's being fueled by metal, which we love. Yeah, I can't wait to see him come out with Strike Force to a little bolt thrower. Yes, that, that'll that'll show some people on CBS uh, what it's all about. Uh, that's going to be very very interesting. So look forward to that. I guess the end of this year. So. He's Sean Rourke, and uh, where can they find what you do these days? NHL.com. Anything you want to know about hockey, and maybe we'll slip in a little bit of music, but NHL.com is where you want to go. And I'm Brian Sagal from Metal Blade Records, and of course, go to MetalBlade.com to find out what we're doing. Uh, We'll see you guys next month. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, see ya.